0: Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, here we are on this Lenten journey and people can choose from one of two streams. There's the New Beginning stream of Daily Devotionals and then there are the Walking Deeper Daily Devotionals. And some days they are the same and I bring them together and there are other days when they are separate uh, in the journey that we're on. Well, today I want to talk about a very big concept and you can get this. You can get this. I'm going to explain it and I'm going to try and go slow so we get it, but it will very much help you in your Lenten journey. And this has been something really that has been in my prayer in recent days. If we were to think about the people of Israel before the time of Jesus, God God comes along and he says, I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. And when the people are obedient to God, they experience blessing. And when they are disobedient, well, they experience trouble. And and the main commandment that Jesus has, the first commandment, is that you shall have no other gods but me. And so when the people basically have God as their God, life goes good for them. But as they integrate into other peoples, and effectively many of the times they take on worshipping other gods, well, that's an anathema to God. And life goes poorly for them. And so through the Old Testament, we read the story of blessing and not blessing, blessing and not blessing, of obedience and disobedience, obedience and disobedience, of God's forgiveness, of God's forgiveness, of God's forgiveness of of the people coming back to God and God forgiving them. Well, in Psalm 80, which I want to concentrate on today, just a few verses from there, uh, and I've very much been praying about this through my experience of Lent. Is, is that we see the people have been disobedient to God. And the writer of the Psalms, this, the, this Psalm, prays to God and says to God, God, would you turn to us? Now, it's the people that have turned away, but the writer realising that they have done wrong, the people are turning to God, but, but they say to God, we'll turn to you, would you turn to us? Some academics call this God repenting or God's repentance. And now when we think about repentance, that's a strange thing saying God's repentance. When we think about repentance, we think about sin. We think about wrongdoing. We think about forgiveness. But repentance means to change and go in a different direction. Right. So when the writer comes along and the writer says to God, the writer says to God, God, would you turn to us? In effect, what the writer is saying is, God, would you repent as in would you change? Now, there's no sense of God having sinned. There's no sense of God needing forgiveness. There's no sense of God falling short. None of that. Purely God's repentance is God turning and looking again. And we read this in the scriptures on a number of occasions of God being called to look again, to turn to people. Now, in effect... God doesn't change. The scripture tells us he's the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. So God doesn't change. What happens is in the people recognising that they need God, they cry to God and they they pray for God's forgiveness and that God would look at them and bless them. And in length, many ways, that's what we Are saying Lord God as we reflect on our lives as we see the shortcomings in our lives where we see the need for you in our life would you bless us again would you turn toward us would you repent towards us keep in mind we're not saying God repenting from sin or or wrong not at all but repent in that sense of turn to us now, I'm going to read from Psalm 80. There's a lot of imagery in this. So I'll, read, I'll, I'll explain the imagery. The word vine, the people of Israel, the writers often refer to them as a vine, the stock as, a vine, as the people of God. And so, so I'm going to read the imagery and explain it. And then this can be a prayer that we can have in our own life, in our own experience of Lent this year. And let's go to Psalm 80, verse 14. Turn again or you could say repent, return again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and have regard for this vine, this people, the stock, this people, that your right hand planted. God was the one who established them. I'm going to be your God, you're going to be my people. The people have done wrong. They have burned it with fire. They have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your countenance. And so the writer is saying, the people have turned against you. They have done what is wrong. They deserve, may they perish at your rebuke. They deserve what they get from you. And then verse 17, but let your hand be upon the one at your right hand. The people of God are at your right hand. The one whom you made strong for yourself. Uh, Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life and we will call on your name. Now, what it's effectively saying is this, is God, we're turning back to you. God, we're coming back to you. Would you see us? Would you see us and would you bless us? Would you forgive us? Would you turn to us? And in effect, what the writer is saying is we recognize that you are already turned toward us. Now work, Lord God, restore us to the place where we are. There's so much more that can be said about that. But effectively, what the writer is saying is, I'm repenting, I'm changing, I'm turning to you, I'm calling to you, God. Bless me, be with me, change me, work within me. Yes, we deserve to be punished. Yes, everything that you could do to us is true. You could turn against us, but don't turn toward us with mercy, turn toward us with with life. And then in verse 19, it says this, restore us. Uh, O Lord God of hosts, let your face shine that we may be saved. Let your face shine. May we see you that we may be saved. So God, you do it in us. The writer of the psalm is saying, God, turn to us, restore us, strengthen us, and then we will be saved. That's really been one of my prayers in, 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 in this land is God, turn toward me. Turn toward me as I turn toward you as I recognise weakness, as I recognise sinfulness, as I recognise my shortcoming, turn toward me and bless me and restore me to the man, the person that you call me to be. That's a great prayer that you can pray to God in in this Lenten period each day and when you go to church. It's a really good prayer. Well, as, as we conclude today, as I do from time to time, I want to ask you if you'll help me sharing messages like this of turning to God and asking God to bless us. There are so many people who need the blessing of God in their life right now. And I want to ask you, would you help me make it possible to share the message of Jesus, the message of the gospel with people? There are many people who don't go to church, many of your sons and daughters, many of your mums and dads, many of your family members don't, friends don't. But many of them watch, many of them pray. I receive letters with people who say, I'm lapsed, I'm gone, but, but, but I'm coming and I'm praying with you. And you've been touching me and the ministry's been touching me. I want to ask you, would you help me to take the message of the gospel to the highways and the byways as the Bible talks it and says beyond what we would normally reach? I can't do this all by myself. I need your help. The costs of doing this are extraordinarily Uh, Expensive. I'm surrounded by very expensive equipment. I have staff that send it out. I don't know how to do anything. And and, and, And you can be on our team and help us through your prayers and through your financial support. And it will touch the lives of women and men because it's absolutely necessary for their lives to save many of them from marriages that may come to an end, from mistakes that they will make. Many people say to me, if only I had heard, if only I had heard years ago, Maybe life would have not have turned out like it has. So many people have said that to me. Help me, please help me reach people. I, in particular, want to thank our Faith Builder Partners. They are the people who give something every month or every week in some way. Some very large, some very small, but it all makes a difference. To everybody else who contributes from time to time, you are making a difference in the lives of people. We are saving people's eternity. And we are helping people live better lives here on earth because that's what the gospel's about. I'm asking today, would you help me? I cannot do this without you. And so I'm asking for for your gift of support, your generous gift of support to proclaim Jesus to the ends of the earth. You can go to this address on the screen or you can go to the Give tab if you're receiving this through the emails and you can contribute there. And I pray that God would bless you. Let me pray for you. Loving God, I just thank you today that you love us. I pray, Lord, that today, that you would allow us to reach more and more people. That, Lord God, that we would learn to pray that prayer. Turn toward us, Lord God. And as we turn to you, turn toward us and bless us, strengthen us. Lord, for our sons and daughters, for our husbands and wives who are far away from you, bless them and may they know you eternally. Father, come in Jesus' name. Lord, bless every person who helps me proclaim Christ. May they have the reward of an evangelist. They have the reward of an apostle that you promise in the scriptures. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everybody. I love you very, very much. I pray this Lenten journey is really blessing you. Thank you for all the messages, for the comments that people send, the emails. I'm very grateful. It really helps. And I pray that today we would reach many more people for Jesus Christ. God bless you. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.